like we live sounding good all my indicators say we we ready steady mobbing hey that wasn't cool key glock it's 2021 baby we're not using queer as a derogatory term Cool, though. Sticks and stones. I'm just getting on here, man. I'm just getting back to the house. So. <clears throat> I'm settling in myself. Word. But I've been up, though. You know how I, you know how I get. Be up. You been up, up? I've been up, up. Yeah. I've been up like young, like young thug mixtape. I'd be up rising, yeah. rising grind, five forty-five today. I don't know. I, I've said this before, but it's something about the podcast and podcast Saturday that like, I just, I can get up early. I always push it if it's any other day, you know. And I still get up early, right? I still get up like. 6.30, something like that. But I wanted to get up at 6. Mm. Podcast day is the only day I set my alarm at 6, and I get up at, like, 5.45. That's crazy. I, like, normally I'm up really, like, every day. But last night, me and Sarah drove around taking pictures. And Yo. we I didn't go to bed till like, I'm normally, <laughs> you know me, I'm normally, like, at 10.30, I was asleep. I was kind of surprised when I hit you last night and you hit me right back. It was like close to midnight. Yeah, yeah I didn't go to bed till like one thirty. That's um, like, dude, that sounds late. that sounds fucking fun, man. It was fun. I yeah, just went we on just the night drive around. and just went and took some flicks. Like, yeah, we stopped at uh, Jack in the Box and got onion rings. <laughs> no fucking way! Y'all went to yeah. Jack in the Box. Is that your like? Is that y'all's like uh, fast food spot? No, I don't. I haven't. I was telling Sarah. I think that's the first time I've gotten fast food since before I could drive. I don't <laughs> think I ever have gotten fast food since I've known how to drive. So, does she fuck with Jack in the Box? Then was that like her suggestion? We just really wanted onion rings. I think that was, and we were over by kind of near your old. We were in Brooklyn. Oh, you I were in the, yeah, that's, at, okay, I know exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah I was taking pictures at um, Hot Cake House, 
and then I took a picture of Brooklyn Drugs, and then oh, I went yeah. down. There's like a little like it is right by your place actually. There's a little like classic car auto body shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, next to the park. Right. Yeah, right across from from the park. And I got, I think I got a really fire shot there. There's that one, and then there's um, when you're going up Holgate. Uh, when yes, going, yeah, Matt Matthews Memory Lane. Yeah, auto. I yeah. took a picture there too, like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, they got cool cars over there too. Yeah, man, that's like my childhood. Drive by the place that's right by my house. Drive by that place, you know, I always see the old cars, right. both those spots. I want to say maybe there was a third one too, but those two were the ones for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> no, that sounds fun as fuck, man. One, I love night drives. I love night drives with the girl. And I love, you know, that's cool that y'all got to like go around, shoot pictures and shit, eat onion yeah. rings. Man, oh, and I, and I love, and I love a late night trip to the fast food spot. <laughs> <laughs> go to Burger yeah, King, give me some weird. chicken fries. I was like, how do I order it? I've never ordered a drive through I was like, <laughs> what do I do? Do I hand them the card? I was, so I was like, just chill. Yo, but then, of course, my, my drive through window is broken. So I had to, like, <laughs> I had to, like open the door. To, oh, like, you wanted those. Yeah. Some... You had to open the door uh, and get out, lean out. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough, bro. That's tough. It was a weird first drive through experience. <sighs> well, I'm happy that you got to do that, man. That's, that's cool. Uh, good for you, you know? Um, yeah. I, I love fast food, so, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm always down for a quick slide. <clears throat> yeah, I'll be Burger King, thinking baby. about it, too. I'm like, what? Like, it's such a bullshit negative connotation surrounding fast food. Like, it's just food, bro. Like, I eat way, un- way more unhealthy shit at home like, <laughs> than yeah. fast food is unhealthy, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of good knocks to like put on fast food in the industry and oh yeah, the and, industry and the players in it, sure. But just like this stigma about food, yeah, the stigma <laughs> around people around people who you know live off of fast food. That's some right, bullshit. Right, right. Yeah. Cause I like, was like eating. I was like eating. And I was like getting kind of mad, like thinking about like. <laughs> you was getting some onion rings and just getting salty about it, just like. Yeah, I was like, man, this is good, and it's. I've been eating onion rings at home, like In- increasingly <laughs> <difference>? angry. <laughs> <laughs> Each bite, you just, man, what the fuck is what wrong with, fuck, with, with the U.S.? This is bullshit. Y'all tripping. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's uh. I'm glad that I um. I learned to grow out of fast food a little bit because I, just, I got fed a lot of fast food growing up. Like, you know, my, I you, know too. you know, how my dad lives like you just always <laughs> moving around, always working and stuff. Right. So I would always eat on the go and whatnot. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I think because I live in Portland, I think I live in Portland and, and I don't know. I'll just see how other people live. Right. <clears throat> um, I, I get a I get a good mix these days. But like I said, you know I'd be hitting up that 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 McDonald's free Back sick- in the day I was like I was really I was really into that Taco Bell grind. Yeah. You know what? It's been so long, like you said, like you just don't do fast food that like I forget that you ever really right. fucked with it. Cuz most people that don't eat fast food, I feel like never ate fast food to begin with. Yeah. Like how you do, you know, like how you were saying, like, bro, I don't even think I've driven myself through a drive-thru since I got a <laughs> license. 
I feel like that was one of the first like kind of exciting things for to do. It's like, ooh, drive through. Actually, you know what? That's a lie because I remember on my 18th birthday. No, it wasn't 18th. What? Maybe 19th. I don't remember. On one of my birthdays, I wasn't doing shit, but I was hanging out with all my siblings, and I drove me and my younger siblings and Corey to Taco Bell. And so I did go through the drive-thru. Mm-hmm. But that was like, I mean, that was five years ago. Like, Sounds hyphy. Yeah, and I'm not really and I'm not really the Taco Bell person either. So I feel like a lot of people okay. don't really fuck Taco with. Taco Bell's bussing. It, it, it can be bussing. No, I agree. It can be <laughs> bussing. I absolutely agree. But like Taco Bell's the one that people really hype up. You know, especially right. people that don't really fuck with fast food, but they fuck with Taco Bell. They fuck with T-Bell. Uh, nah, man. I be hitting up the Mickey D's. I be hitting up the Burger King. I be hitting up. You know what's tight? Not everybody who listens to this podcast is gonna know about Burgerville, but Burgerville is a is a Northwest blessing. Burgerville does have a, a solid fast food, like black black bean burger that I really fuck with. Yeah, I think the thing about Taco Bell, especially in Portland, because I feel like there's so many vegetarians in Portland. Taco Bell is nice if you don't eat meat. There's a lot of stuff that you can get without meat. Because mm. I'm pretty sure you could sub anything pretty much with black bean. Mm. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I mean, usually... but now like Burger King and shit, they got like the Impossible Burger. You know what? I, I think it's Jack in the Box. No, no, it's uh, Carl's Jr. Has... I'll fuck with Carl's Jr. <laughs> I have never been to... I think I've been to a Carl's Jr. maybe once or twice. Carl's Jr. has... A barbecue. You can make any burger on their menu of Impossible Burger, and they got this barbecue burger that's got onion rings and barbecue sauce on it. Ooh. And that shit, I might, I might take a day off of work so I can fuck with that. Hey, for you but East Coast, you're need a day. Hey, for you East Coast slash Southerners, we're talking about Hardee's. We're talking about Hardee's. Hardee's. <laughs> there is the the Carl's Jr. on in Gateway, like on 99 uh-huh. or whatever. That that one is. A Carl's Jr. slash Hardee's, which I was always like, what the fuck is Hardee's? That's weird. But I do not like uh, franchise combo like fast food restaurants at all. I think they're creepy. Yeah, KFC A&W is a really creepy one. Uh, What's the fucking um, what, what goes with the Long John Silvers? Is it Taco Bell? No, Taco Bell was. Taco Bell and like there was a pizza one. Sometimes it'll be different, but yeah, there's maybe, like maybe, maybe I, I want to say it's Taco, it's Taco Bell, Bell and Long John Silver's. Long John Silver's. And I think that I is think... a thing that is fucked up. <laughs> that's a trap. That's a American travesty. It needs to be <laughs> destroyed instantly. Oh, bro! So many, so many things relating to food and or maybe like fast food that like kind of get low key hated on or get a bad rap like long john silver like my dad showed me that like my dad fuck with long john silver like he used to take me to get the hush puppies at long john silver like, and the hush puppies are like another story so yeah that's that's different those smack that's different those smack it probably but has a bad reputation for a good menu, reason huh yeah most of that menu is just like you just asking, uh, you're just asking for food poisoning, bro. I don't like, know what's on that menu. Hey, have you ever eaten a fillet of fish? 
Yeah, I used to fuck with <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, my dad kind of my dad my dad is so weird because uh, he doesn't really <laughs> eat fish like that. But he he like every once in a while when we go to Mickey D's, which is pretty often, like every one out of twenty times maybe he get like a a, a fillet of fish. Switch it up. Yeah, I mean now I'm thinking like, oh god, bro, that that sandwich <laughs> is so gross. But now, like in back in the day, <laughs> he used to hit. Messy. Yeah, what do they put on yeah, it? Tartar yeah. sauce. It's tartar sauce and then a slice of American cheese. <laughs> oh, it like makes me like cringe, bro. That shit is disgusting Yo, on a fish so sandwich. <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! I could never eat that, and I love fish too. I really do, but I could never. Nah, bro, I could never fucking eat that. I'm like a little embarrassed to like <laughs> say I <laughs> to, recall, to recall to <laughs> recall. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh, but you know what's fun though? You know what's fun though is um going to the fast food restaurants like in other countries. And when I went in Japan, yeah. you know it's it's funny because it's kind of a cop out, right? Like you're in another country and you're going <laughs> to go to the same chains that you have in your city, but it's really not because you know they they offer like basically usually a completely different menu yeah so i remember trying wendy's which had a gigantic menu and and um you you could buy wine you could get wine with your order at the wendy's uh you could get like a beer you uh they had all kinds of stuff um but they had uh one one item that just really stuck out to me as being weird was a low carb option which was two beef patties with like the rest of the ingredients in the middle like <laughs> lettuce tomato and cheese and shit like <laughs> so just no bread no <laughs> yeah yeah instead of bread two two uh two, two beef. beef patties <laughs> with ingredients in the middle um and they just had uh, other it's crazy because that's like something that i'm sure somebody in the u.s has asked for yeah, like just give me the two. Pulled pa- up to the, yeah. yeah, they pulled up to the to the drive thru and were like, Can I get like a McDouble but no bread and put the patties as the, as the bun? <laughs> and, and the shittiest thing about working at one of those places is like you probably gotta do it. You gotta you just <laughs> customers <do> it. always <laughs> right. <laughs> um I feel like Wendy's is like a low key I don't I mean I haven't really been to Wendy's in a long time, but I remember well, Way I'll back, you, I get a, a frosty and a baked potato and that shit was pretty. Oh, yeah. That shit was fire. Actually, the baked potato, the 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 additional options, but the, the yeah. alternative options besides the fries were always kind of banging. So you had the baked okay. potato. You could get like a like a cup of chili. That, I was about to say the chili. I that was chili. my jam. Yeah. Anybody knows me knows I love some chili, but that might be like my favorite food of all time. Um <laughs> But yeah, uh, no, I like Wendy's. The sea salt fries at Wendy's are bussin'. Uh, and then their nuggets are different than the chicken. Sorry, the 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 chicken McNugget, but they're mm. still good. I don't know that they're better, but they're still very very good in their own way. So I mean, I, I, I fuck with I, like we gotta. I we fuck gotta with Dave. To this man when he's talking about chicken nuggets. Yeah, this, come on. This dude is like the quintessential chicken nugget connoisseur. Exactly. If we're going to talk chicken nuggets, if you want to talk chicken nuggets, have a conversation with me. <laughs> and I'll have the final say. I agree. So yeah, listen when, up. When, when, <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody listen up. When when I so also in Japan, I tried McDonald's, which also had weird options. So they had like a um they had 
So kind of how like the filet fish is breaded and it's got the fish inside. They had um, like a shrimp burger that was oh, like wow. a breaded shrimp patty with, you know, shrimp kind of ground up inside. Someone in my group tried that. I ha- I had I didn't have the guts to try that. That was <laughs> too much for me. But and then like, you know, the the sides will be weird too. I got a side of corn. I got a small <laughs> small bowl of just corn like steamed <laughs> with like nuggets or a burger or whatever it was, you know, and then they got like a teriyaki <laughs> burger and stuff. They got my my nuggets and corn. Yeah. <laughs> And then the the one that was really really different is the Pizza Hut, like so the right, way I've the, heard about Pizza Hut they, in, in Japan. Yeah, they had a massive menu. Like they handed us like a book, like it was like a book, and you flip yeah. through it, and it had like every combination of pizza you could come up with. And then, and then like you know some ingredients. I forgot exactly what we got, but we got like two halves of a pizza, and, and both sides of it were like no kind of pizza i've had before or would be offered right. at a pizza hut yeah so it yeah, i kind of i kind of uh, suggest it you know trying out a couple of them because they are different right. i was i was watching there's this dude that i watch on youtube sometimes i always forget his name but he's like fluent in like 13 14 different languages and he just like travels all over the place and like i don't know he's cool but there's one, he went to Mexico, like a really rural seaside town in Mexico. And like the downtown area had like a couple, you know, like taquerias or whatever. But then it was like a little corner of like all these fast food places. And one of them was a Domino's. And I guess in in certain places at Domino's, you could get like a takeaway personal pizza. And he got like this... Like a little cute one. It had like barbecue sauce and like all this random shit all over this personal pizza. And he didn't really know like what the hell he was ordering. He was just like, (laughs) I'll just take whatever. I'll take that. (laughs) And it was just like the weirdest pizza. But he was like, it's actually pretty good. Because they're using like, I don't know. They use like real cheese and stuff there. Like, I don't know. I'm going to take my lie back. It wasn't Pizza Hut. It was Domino's that I went to. Was it Domino's? It was Domino's. Yeah. But still, same story. Big ass book whole bunch of, i i probably got a pizza with barbecue sauce on it to be honest because i know that <laughs> sounds good to me so that does um, sound good yeah it was it was something crazy but it was good it was like the best fast food uh purchase i made wow the mcdonald's one was kind of sus the corn you know it was funny but it was weird like <laughs> i just got it for the meme just to say i did it and then um the wendy's was cool too the wendy's was okay you know it wasn't it wasn't wasn't bussing but (laughs) but yeah so yeah you know i love fast food but i've been cooking at home this whole week haven't i've been i haven't i haven't like gone out paid for any food i've been holding it down this week wake up either hash browns or the turkey bacon bagel and then i fucking eat whatever at lunch whatever it's gotta be nighttime figure it out tacos goddamn steak grind no i put the steaks down for a bit you know most of our food lately has been like kind of kind of vegany honestly we've eaten a lot of like 
vegan food, even though I'm or not vegan, but maybe vegetarian food, even though I'm obviously not. Uh, yeah, it'd be expensive trying to buy proteins all the time. Right. Because I, mean, pro- I was reading a an article about how like the healthiest diets right now, like the healthiest things you can like format your diet on, is like doing. I think they said like four days a week as like a vegan vegetarian type thing. And then three days a week where you eat meat. Oh, more like meat protein. And that, that sounds like, right to me. Yeah. Like that, like it's a really good balance. I would never eat a- meat is like, it's not, I don't know. There's a weird connotation around that too. It's like, not, it's not bad for you to eat meat. Like No, you <laughs> were, you were meant to eat meat. <laughs> yeah. Like you're supposed to eat meat. Most people who are who are vegan like aren't aren't eating it because it's bad are are not not eating it because it's bad they're eating not eating because of like it's other yeah whatever reasons but I just don't eat it because it would make, I feel like, I think it makes me sick now like oh, yeah, I have no a certain point, qualm yeah. with eating it it's just like I my body's not used to it anymore I would definitely never give up meat I would maybe give up certain kinds of meat. But I would never yeah. fully give up meat, and I definitely wouldn't give up fish either, because that shit's good as fuck for you as well. I still eat fish. I do still eat fish. Yeah, and fish, I, is, fish is great. I really wish I had not given up, like like chicken, like poultry. I'm, sometimes I drive by a chicken spot, and I'm just like, God damn, I really want like fried yeah, chicken. Always, I, I wouldn't so give up poultry either, though. And that's the thing is that I feel like chicken. Sorry, poultry. No, nah, I'm not going to. I was going to say it maybe be like the it could be kind of the nastiest sometimes. Like, OK, yeah. Like in terms no, of like you be. getting sick from some food. Like, I feel like poultry is usually the sketchiest one. But um, not nah, either way. Birds got some fucking diseases and shit. Birds that, are like, nasty. Yeah. Birds are nasty yeah. as hell. Yeah. yeah. A human is never supposed to be that close to a bird. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But so, <clears throat> but I feel you. I could never really give up chicken. Although, you know, last time I went to Popeye's for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> was it um, popping at Popeye's on Thanksgiving? Drive through. Yeah. You I know, there's like a couple cars in the drive through. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I took my Popeye's home and I, I've been a long time Popeye's lover. Um, I hate KFC. I love chicken in general, but. I love Popeyes. This is the first time I had Popeyes, and I really thought, like, yo, this is disgusting. Really? Like, this is not good. So maybe it was that one time, but I feel like maybe I just, I don't know, you know? it's Especially the dark meat, man, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I, uh, I mean, I, I honestly, like, I didn't really fuck with Popeyes or can I didn't really fuck with, like, fried chicken that much when I was a child and then there was like a little gap in between me being like starting to like it and then me becoming vegetarian where i really fucked with like fried chicken and um, mm. i would I'll probably go to kfc more just because it was closer i think but just like getting like that fucking like bucket with all the sides and shit and just sharing that with the whole family like i missed that that used to be so lit I really yeah. miss that. Yeah, you get like <laughs> 10, 12 pieces of chicken and you get like a a thing of uh, of uh biscuits. Get the biscuits. And then you get like 
mashed potatoes with the gravy. Mashed potatoes. You know, and whatever else. You know, I'm not like a big mac and cheese person, but a lot of people love mac and cheese. They, I think Popeyes does greens, like collard greens. Yeah, I think KFC does like corn. Which, maybe that's where the Jap- Japanese uh, I fucking hate KFC. I hate KFC, man. Yeah. I'd <sighs> definitely be fucking with Popeyes now if I ate it, I think. Yeah. I mean, and... Although, I, I, there's places all... My, I used to work with uh, Ryan, my friend, or my old, co- old co-worker Ryan is from Georgia, and he was always saying, like, all the non, all the chicken spots that they don't have in Oregon are the best ones. He was like, like churches. churches is the best. Bojangles, Bojangles, like, yeah, I agree. Chick Fil A everywhere. I know there's one, there's one Chick Fil A here, I think. But I remember I went to Dallas and I wouldn't shut up about churches like the whole time. I was yeah. like, I think I was like 17, 18 or something like that. I wouldn't shut up about it the whole time. They finally got me some like on the way to the airport, and it smacked. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> it was good it was good chicken i loved it so yeah i agree i wish we had some different like uh chain chicken spots around yeah. here but to be honest you know portland is obviously not the south it's definitely not tennessee alabama anywhere uh, you know like that but it is we have good fried chicken here there is like a few places you can get some really good fried chicken um really close to where we live there's like a few good options so um yeah i'm not mad at it. hey something else people who listen to this podcast probably wouldn't know about me when when i graduated my mom asked me what you know what she told me i could take a a domestic trip you know anywhere in the u.s if i want to go to a certain state city or whatever i get to pick i thought that was really cool um mm. i decided to go to chicago one to visit my uncle slim who lived in northern chicago uh, but two, I went to Chicago specifically to eat chicken. I wanted to go to Harold's. And then I I found probably like two or three other really good chicken shops uh, besides that to go to. I went to some Korean fusion uh, fried chicken place. That was amazing. And I, I went to another kind of nicer restaurant. But the, the one, yeah, the Harold's I went to was was awesome. <clears throat> but go to yeah. Chicago. It's not for the fashion or the art. It's to see my uncle eat some chicken. <laughs> exactly. I I wanted to do both. So <laughs> I, I, I I'm just telling you when I when I say you know I'm the chicken nugget man. Please say the nugget <laughs> man. Like I'm really about the the chicken lifestyle. I, I I'll tell you that. So uh yeah, <clears throat> cool man. Well. I, we got a pretty simple, straightforward episode to run through today. Um, it's going to be a good episode. We got some good music to talk about. It, it is not a boring episode by any means, uh, but it is going to be, I think, short and sweet and to the point, uh, to be honest. So um, now I know I said that I I, I really liked the um, Gallant. EP. Did you get a chance to check it out? I actually did not. That's I forgot. Fine, I can give it like a little solo review because I, I listened to it a couple times. But um, I'm assuming you heard Serpent and Arm and Hammer. Yeah. Cool. So we got that. Um, no guests today, guys. With no 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 gang. Um, maybe I, maybe 
maybe I could include this in some episodes, like people who might have been guests for this episode, like people <laughs> I hit up to maybe Potential. come on the episode. So, you know, a lot of weeks when it's coming down to the wire, I always send Nainoa a message, say, hey, what you doing on Saturday? <laughs> a lot of times he's busy, but I just like to check just in case. Just make sure our guy Nainoa can't come through. Um, so after I checked with Nainoa, then I thought, you know what? I actually do know, well, I know a couple really big Billy, Billy Woods fans, but I know one in particular who's been on this podcast who's very cool. We haven't talked to in a minute. would be kind of nice to talk to him now about this album. Uh, and it was Eric, the young God, uh, mm. AKA you ain't packing meat. And, um, I miss that dude. Yeah, I miss that dude, too. And uh, he hit me back this morning, said he couldn't do it. But he said he has been wanting to come back to the show. So oh, hey. we're going to have him on. We, we're going to have him on soon. So I, w- I always like that. <clears throat> I always like that when people telling me they, they, they've been waiting to come to the pod or they've been right. waiting for me to hit him up or something, like, especially someone like that who's busy doing his own goddamn thing. I didn't even think, you know, he was really thinking about the pod like that. But, you know. And he was like the last episode we did before we started doing Zoom episodes or one of the last yeah. episodes we did before we stopped doing, started doing Zoom episodes. Uh, so his was just like an all audio. It was Zencaster. That's what we were trying to use back in, oh my back God, in the day. Yeah. Zencaster. Wow. We've uh, <laughs> come a long way. Yeah, we did like two or three interviews on Zencaster and then Zoom just started popping off. So, um, yeah, so Eric the Young God is coming back to the show though soon sometime in the near future or something just uh, probably when the next album comes out it feels like oh he'd be good to talk about that he's working at complex okay. now i so, saw that yeah I saw a couple articles i think i posted one on my story yeah you did you good did for him bro mm-hmm. yeah so and, and when we talked to him that was before he he had got linked up with complex so yeah i definitely wanted to bring him back and um you know, post complex. Not that that changes much, but it's a, definitely an interesting thing. It's definitely a cool thing for, for him. Yeah. <clears throat> I got another guy too that I've been kind of waiting to ask for a minute, but he's really, really cool. And his content really focuses on music, underground music, underground hip hop specifically. But then he's really big into movies as well. Like he just started a, a movie podcast. Uh, called um, Real Notes. Uh, mm. His name is Dylan, Dylan Green. And um, one, he just has a excellent perspective on music. He's a great writer. Uh, he has a really good ear for like underground, the underground scene at the moment too. Uh, he keeps a really awesome weekly playlist. He used to work for um, DJ Booth and now he works for Pitchfork. And, um, yeah, he just started this podcast. It's really cool. The first episode that he did with it has M- Masai, 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 the, the, the female rapper. Okay. You'd be hearing on, like, some Slum songs. She'd be, like, on the, she was on oh, like, yeah, some yeah. of the Mad- Madani albums and stuff. Yeah. Her and somebody else was on his first episode, and they, they did some movie review. And, uh, yeah. I've been meaning to ask him to come on the pod, too. So that would be, that would be cool. But uh, yeah, no guests today. No guests today. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's who I hit up. Hit up my boy Nainoa. Now I hit up Eric. Swinging a miss. Just me and you, bro. It's all good. It's all good, bro. I'm gonna start. You've been the... here before. 
we've been here many a times, and uh, I said this a long time ago, but I am fully okay with doing plenty of solo episodes, uh, just me and you, because, um, you know, sometimes it kind of works out. Like, we just get right, you know, we can get focused on the music, talk. We, right. we know how this shit goes. It's real easy just do what we do, get in, get out, you know. <clears throat> Meat and potatoes, bro. But I'm going to start the uh, opening song here. And this is kind of rare that I do this. It, this is on the Serpent with Feet album. But I just think it speaks to really my mood at the moment. And I want to open up the show feeling this way about things. So Now, it was a single. This is Fellowship. And... Uh, yeah, man. Shout out friends. Shout out friendship. Shout out homies. The gang. Okay, slimes. And 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 things of that nature. Welcome to the New Music Monday podcast. I am your man, Dev Del Molino, black hippie, white hipster, chicken nugget man. Please say the nugget man. All right, we got young fashion killer on the other side. <clears throat> Young Loud Packs, Pentax Packs. Um, you know what? Real quick, bro. I got to ask you. What's been up with your with your profile pictures lately? Instagram profile <laughs> pictures, man. You really switched up the tone, okay? The, the, the whole effect of it, you know? I feel like before they used to just be cooler pictures, usually of you, you know, maybe not of your face, but of you. And now, now you've gone to this, this... I don't know. You know, you you truly have an avatar now, like as your as your profile picture. So so tell me about it, bro. I mean, there's not much to tell. I I figured that a while back I decided that my Instagram was going to be just my film photos and stuff. And I just was <laughs> like, man, I never get to post anything like funny anymore. Like I never get to like laugh at any of my own shit anymore. Uh, okay. And so, and I'm not really big, in, I don't really fuck with the, like, private account anymore. I don't think I remember the password to that account, so I can't really, like, mess with that. Right. So, I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna, the first one, the one that you commented on with the, with the with Sonic, the, the Sonic, that is, I don't know if you remember this, this was a while back, but there was, like, a weird meme going around where you just Googled your own name, the hedgehog. So, like, I Googled Trent the hedgehog, <laughs> and it comes up with some weird shit sometimes. But that was one of the pictures, and I was like, this shit is fucking awesome. All right, I'm looking, I'm looking me up now. <clears throat> Devon the hedgehog. Yeah, I just I love this fucking song, dude. I love the shit out of this fucking yeah, song. Yeah, this is a really good song. I love Well, I love that chorus. I love the idea of the song. I do love my goddamn friends. All right. I'm I'm so appreciative of people like Trent. People like my guys over at Obligatory. All right. We we work together. We solve problems together. We grow together. We work towards a common mission together. And I really appreciate that cuz my work friends are you know, in a lot of ways, like my my, my best friends, because I don't really speak to my best best friends like super often, because that's just that's just how I am. Except for you, because yeah. I, I talk to you every week. But um, but besides that, I was looking at our at our our chat, 
our, our Instagram chat, and it's funny because I'm just sending you Zoom links like once a week, like <laughs> for weeks and weeks and weeks, for months and months and months. <laughs> but uh, but even even friends that I don't talk to very often, even friends that I don't work with and that I, I don't have to speak to every day, uh, I still think about y'all often. I still uh, do a lot of things in this podcast or in my realm of music uh, enjoyment or journalism or whatever you want to call it uh, with y'all in mind. Uh, so I've always been super, super big on friends. I love my friends. Uh, so shout out to anybody who uh, is my is my friend. I think you know if you are or not. So <laughs> um, yeah, shout out to y'all. And we're going to talk about this Serpent with Feet album here coming up. Uh, so Real quick, here is the list for today. Now, I looked up Devon the Hedgehog. Um, I just see like a mostly a knuckles. Like I, I, I mostly see like knuckles. Okay. The, what is the knuckles. first one? Is the first one like a silver one with red gloves? Yeah. You? Yeah, and it right, says Devon the Hedgehog over the top. He's just like fucking barefoot, and I've never seen a barefoot Sonic. Oh yeah, and he's it's just really got weird. toes like a furry. Yeah. So that's creepy. That's how I just like me and my coworker were talking about this meme from way back in the day. And I looked it up and I just thought it was hilarious. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to make my profile picture. And I didn't really explain it to anybody. Now it's a picture it's of a, fish a, with legs and like buff, like arm yeah. legs. And that was something that I saved on my phone. I don't know why I <laughs> saved it like, <laughs> I was looking through my shit from like two years ago in my iCloud and I found it and I was like, what is this? And I went to Tumblr because I really want to figure out what the hell it was. <laughs> and it's just this post of like, just like the top of the fish. And it's like, don't scroll down. <laughs> like, what, what happens if I scroll down? And then he's like, I guess you'll find out. And you scroll down and it just shows that fish running. And I thought that shit was hilarious too. I was like cracking up. You were so. like, mm, that hit. It's really more for me than for anybody else. I don't. <laughs> no, nah, clearly, because you don't explain it or nothing. You just like. Nah, yeah, I, I'm a I don't think anybody understands uh, what the hell I'm even referencing in these. <laughs> me neither. I was lost. I didn't get it. But you know what, man? You do you. I feel you. I understand. You know, you're a free spirit. Yeah, and I don't want to like take myself too seriously. It's just Instagram. Like I'm just putting pictures it up because it's like it's just somewhere to put them. But like. I agree. I used to be so silly on Instagram. I'm not silly no more. I like being silly on Instagram. Yeah. I like bashing people on Instagram. So, yeah, we do have... uh, Oh, yeah, I was talking about the the roster we got for today. Brought a couple of things up already. But uh, we will talk about Serpent with Feet. Deacon. R&B album kind of been waiting a minute for this so and we've been talking about it so i'm excited to get to that uh arm and hammer that's where we're gonna start but arm and hammer and the alchemist haram uh so we got an album there and then galant neptune ep uh r&b flavor uh pretty good pretty good trent hasn't heard it but i've heard it and we'll, we'll talk about it we'll get to that recently played as we do we'll get to that obligatory of the week as we do and uh yeah we'll just move from there but before we talk about Haram, I just have a random thing to bring up. I like the Spotify computer update that just went through. 
sometimes I bring up the fact that I don't like that the Spotify computer app and the mobile app are like really different or that Mm -hmm. there's things that you can do on one that you can't do on the other. And it's still kind of that way, but some of the things I've noticed on, and I use, I use Spotify on the computer a lot because I'll be like either if I'm not doing this and actually using it on the computer, then I'm like, you know, I'm on Photoshop or editing videos or something. So I'm always on the computer using the Spotify app. So I notice when things change. So it's mostly cosmetic, but there are some cool differences and they speak to some of the things that I've actually complained about Spotify, the desktop app on this podcast. So that is kind of why I wanted to bring it up. So Spotify update. Um, Yeah. Like I said, the mobile app, the computer app, too different for no reason, like Mm -hmm. for no good reason. There's just shit that you can and can't do on one, but not the other. And that doesn't make any sense. And so they've been they've been adding some of those things in. Like now, I feel like uh, one of the big things I was asking for was to be able to change the cover of a playlist on your phone. Right. right? I always had to go to my computer to do that, which was some bullshit. I think you can do that on your phone now. So that was cool. But, but that's that, good. That, that I happened a while. The mind. Yeah, yeah. Cause like, come on. Yeah. Why stupid. wouldn't you be able to do that on your phone? That doesn't make any sense. So. <clears throat> you know, multi-billion dollar app or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... And fuck Spotify, too, by the way. I'm going forward, to forward this by saying, fuck Spotify. Fuck the shit out of Spotify. Um, I don't fuck with any of them, really. Apple, same thing. Um, but, you know, when they make my quality of life a little bit easier, cool. I'm happy about it. <laughs> it pays dividends in terms of me enjoying music and being a better podcaster, so... That's why I'm bringing it up. But playlist downloads. I don't know if you noticed this, but on the computer, you couldn't do like the mobile download. You know how like, okay, so you have things that are in your library and you're supposed to be able to listen to those like offline. Right. But you could put a whole playlist like in your library if you're on your phone or you could hit the little download button on a playlist on your phone. And then when you're offline, you can just listen to that shit. Well, you couldn't really Mm -hmm. do that with the computer app before, like in that way, you'd have to take an entire playlist and move it into your library or something like that and be able to do it. And so now there's like a little button or at least it maybe if you didn't, or you couldn't, it's like easier to do. It's, it's, it's more obvious that you can do it now. Cause I, I don't really use that feature, but I noticed it's there. Here's the thing. I really, I was low key begging for this because I got a squirrel brain. I got ADHD, whatever you want to call it. But um, it's hard for me to just remember the things I've been listening to lately off the top of my head. And when I, when I'm looking at only a screen of like 15 of the last albums, songs, playlists, and other things and podcasts that I clicked on, like, that's not a lot. That's not a lot. I'll <laughs> lose something in half a day, you know, just because that's how much I use this app. Uh, so if you go on your computer and you expand the recently played section, it has, like, over 200 options. Oh, wow. So you can actually go back to, like, 220, you know, last things that you clicked on and played in terms of albums and singles and podcasts and whatnot. So uh, that's really helpful to me because 
you know, sometimes what I really want is just to look through what I've played and not been playing for the last two days, five days, mm-hmm. last two weeks. Like I've just been like, yes, I know I've been listening to this a lot, but I want to go back just to what I was listening to like a month ago or something like that. Keep it in rotation. I just right. forget shit. So uh, that's one thing I really appreciate. That's probably the biggest thing that I appreciate is that there's a lot more space on the recently played. I can keep track of more shit. Or when it's like a month from when I was going to, when I was thinking about something, I can go back and actually look for it. Uh, I appreciate that. So um, there's that. If you hit the search bar, now it shows you what your top genres are what your top four genres are like at the end of the year when they do the rap shit, they show you that. Uh, mm. Now you can just hit the search bar and minor hip hop, pop, indie and R and B. And then you can start getting playlists for those, uh, for those things. Look, I just clicked on one. And it has new releases indie. So we got buzz cut. We got Deacon. We got uh jungle, two songs, fucking chemtrails over the, so that's cool couple popular playlists you know whatever <clears throat> so yeah and then it's mostly cosmetic you can i see more i see more friend activity in the little window now too and that's the one other thing that i kind of want in the mobile app i don't know how y'all feel about it but i like the friend activity and i only see it on the desktop app so mm-hmm. I feel a little creepy sometimes. I feel like everybody else is listening to music on their phones, and so they don't right. see that or really think about like that. Like friend activity is a thing, but like I always see what people are listening to. <clears throat> but I I wish that that was a thing on the mobile app because I just think it's I just think it's cool because sometimes I see shit on there and I'm like, oh yeah, I want to listen to that too, or I want to listen to like that artist or something like that, or or oh I've never heard of that. I'll check it out. Like Spencer Smythe was listening to God's Feet, Arm and Hammer, 24 minutes ago. <laughs> Trent was listening to Hoodoo Nisby one hour ago. Sure was. Peeped it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, those are the Spotify updates. I don't know if anybody really cares about that or will even be able to make use of that like they use it on their desktop very often. But if you do, it was a nice thing for me. I've randomly complained about a couple of those things multiple times on this podcast, so it's just nice to bring it up. But any thoughts on that, Trent? Uh, I have not updated it, so I'm going to after the pod, and I will be no better what you're talking about. I was going to say, I still got like basic bitch Spotify. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're on the Mac, it might not have just gone up instantly like that. You might. Yeah, you might I think I got a website. Install it. Read, yeah. Hit the update. So, I mean, it's cool. And then the, the cosmetic differences are they're All right. Oh, here's another small thing. Oh, I'm, I'm really glad that I I looked at this. So, you know how before it would show you a little progress bar for how popular a certain song was. You yeah. know, like a little like it'd be like uh, like 10 little lines and it would fill them up based on like. Right. Popular. I didn't really I never got that, but that was like it was like that pretty much since the app started. Now, if you're on it, it's going to show you the the number of plays down to down to the exact number, at least, oh, wow. you know, since when they last updated it. So I'm looking at Haram, Arm and Hammer. Again, it came out two days ago, but 
first song has 30,726 plays. And then it literally shows you every single song, 19,000, 17,000, the exact number, at least since when it was last updated. And that I really appreciate. I actually like that a lot as well. Let's talk about some Haram. Yeah, man. Let's get into it. <laughs> I looked up Haram on Spotify, and the first thing that comes up is Harambe by Young Thug. <laughs> that was on the, um, was that on I'm Up? Or no, that was on, Jeffrey. was on Jeffrey. That's right. What, that album's like people who inspire him, Kanye, Riri. <laughs> Uh, uh, Wyclef and Harambe. 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 Um, Rip. God, Harambe Legend. was such a. It, now that we're away from it, we forget Harambe dominated the memosphere. Oh my god! Like it had shit on lock, like <clears throat> for months. Which you know, memes right. come and go. They were already <laughs> coming and going at that time. I don't know what it was about Harambe, but that shit stuck. Yeah. Um, I still I still see Harambe memes every once in a while. Yeah, it does. Yeah. That's a that's a bit of a relic though now. So Okay. Um I'll start by saying this, man. If I'm being totally honest, I bet you feel this way too, but it's not it's kinda difficult to review Arm and Hammer projects <laughs> on this podcast the way that we do it, right? Because we always gotta come back on some shit. Not even 48 hours after it drops, basically. And I still get good listens. I probably listen to this two, two and a half, maybe three times. But that doesn't mean I'm going to, like, like I need time with an album like this. But do right. you feel that way, too? Like, an album like this or when we did Shrines, too, I felt the same way. It was like, it, their albums are difficult to review like this. Yeah. I, uh, they, they're very dense. <laughs> Very I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm kind of like Yeah, I don't know. This these pro these kind of projects I just like It's hard for me to get like just one or two listens and then be like All right, I got it. Like Yeah, boom. Yeah, I'm 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 done. I can talk about it. Like I, I this I could probably sit on this for like a month and still like kind of find a couple of things here and there i could talk about but that's a good thing though i mean we it's talk about thing. that we talk about that like i appreciate finding new things in the music after the first three listens and shit like that so i think that's an indicator that they make good music that the music isn't exactly meant to be consumed all in this one one day one and a half day i mean that'd be pretty boring right uh, if it was like that but it's not going to stop me about giving these thoughts and talking about the album and just giving some some initial feelings about the album. Um, I think it's pretty good. And I think the, the thing that makes this project a bit of an exception to the difficulty of reviewing Arm, Armin Hammer albums so quickly is... The element of the alchemist being the producer for this album, I think that gives mm -hmm. a, this album a little bit more of like instantaneous enjoyment, at least on the front of the production. Um, 
<clears throat> or maybe maybe it's because you know we've heard so many Alchemist projects to date, and we like him so much that we kind of know what to expect. He has a standard. He kind of has something that we all we all know and really enjoy right now, and so it's easier to sort of saturate that, you know, um, instantly. Then I don't know who who uh, you know has handled the production for previous Arm and Hammer projects, but I don't know if it was like them or Billy, right? Or was it mm-hmm. you know like a mix of producers or them with other people? I'm not sure. Didn't do that research, but uh, the element of having the Alchemist on here gives me something to uh, gives me something familiar in terms of the production. Um, that I really liked. So before we get into the beats and then, you know, the overall songs, I guess we can take a moment, double back, talk about this album cover, which is a bit controversial. What do you think? I mean, I think it's a joke. I think there's a, I think it's like a, like a visual pun. Yeah. Dead pigs. I mean, yeah. no, I'm I'm with you. I don't know what they're going for. Uh, I don't like it from just like a visual <laughs> standpoint. Like I don't like looking at it. But I'm sure they had a good, a, a cool reason if it is, if it is a pun. They're not like these dudes aren't just like gonna throw. <laughs> two dead pig heads on an album called Haram without like <laughs> without a reason with, without yeah, yeah without a reason yeah. or like to make a statement or to make a pun or whatever yeah it's um like they're not that they're not that like disassociated from <laughs> right like what what it could be right taken I don't as. think this was a well maybe a shock value thing but not j- simply for the sake of shock value so when I see this yeah I, I think um I think dead pigs because that's kind of a, yeah. that's kind of a topic that comes up, um, in some of the lyrical points in this album. So that's just my guess. But uh, yeah, I mean it's hideous. Obviously, it's it's um, it's jarring. It is um, offensive to a degree. Uh, but yeah, for the sake of um, I guess you know just like kind of making a point. But their their um, their album covers at least in the last two. They're always pretty, like, still vague. They still mm-hmm. kind of loosely tie to the theme of the album in a way. But, you know, like like with Billy, like, he's vague but still gets to the point. Right. Kind of interesting. It just it speaks to the way that he speaks. So it, it, it follows up in that way. Um, so on the notion of uh, giving me something in terms of what the album is going to sound like or, or feel like, uh, this does that. Yes, it's not really something that's all that fun to look at all the time, but <laughs> you know, that's um, but that's kind that's of artistic precedence, man. You can do whatever you want if you're an artist, and I respect it. Yeah, yeah. You um, can't really post it on Instagram a ton, I guess. <laughs> it's funny if you go to their their like the Backwoods Studio Instagram page. It's just got like two blurred out, you know, <laughs> <laughs> pictures on the cover. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the Adrian Young thing, except they I were taking that say. down. They were, like, fully taking that down. Yeah. So 
So that always makes me um, kind of nervous. Like for when, so like we're gonna review this album on Obligatory, obviously. And so when we oh, post right. that, like, is it gonna be a problem? We're gonna have another House of Balloons weekend. They took our shit Such down because it had a titty in it. It's a fucking titty, Because bro. of a titty. I don't know, just man. Titty. It's just a titty, man. Free the nip. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah, again, you know, this is kind of a difficult album to really dive into uh, a day and a half later and really go, yeah, this is going to be um, one of my favorite albums of the year. This is one of the best albums I've heard in a while. This, I mean, there are a lot of things going for it that make me feel like skill-wise, talent-wise, yeah, you know, it's it's up to a certain level that most albums are not, you know, in terms of getting right. getting thoughts and ideas and philosophies across, um, you know, really using the scape of art rap sounds and, and underground hip hop sounds to um, really convey something unique. I think it does all of those things really well. It's pretty obvious to hear those things. But in terms of like getting a sense for what this entire album means to me on like a uh on the level of the narrative of the spirit behind this i feel like that's something that's definitely going to take me more than a day more than a week maybe you know of really listening to this to to enjoy that but um you know some of the some of the qualities that i i do think that we can assess today are like i said you know the alchemist working with these guys is really really interesting to me so when i heard that when they announced that you know this was going to be the project and that was going to be an alchemist thing i was excited for sure uh but hearing it now again it, it gives me something that the rest of the arm and hammer albums don't feel like they have i I really enjoy being able to again saturate the personality behind the instrumentals um being that there's somebody else and not like billy if it's just billy producing them or somebody you know or the two of them producing them um i i like that there is a a real brand behind the the beats on this right and so um Let's start there with with Alchemist Beats. Um, <clears throat> well, wait, I don't know what I want to say on that, to be honest, about Alchemist Beats. <laughs> to me, this kind of feels like the Alchemist would enjoy producing a project like this, be- too, because... While I think it, you naturally get something a little bit more instantaneously enjoyable, like I've been saying, with the Alchemist Beats, I think for him doing this project for them uh, gives him a chance to be a little bit more screwy, a little bit more into the weirder, odder, off-putting side of things, uh, as opposed to doing a Freddy project. Right. Right, where you just want him to kill these instrumentals. I think you can really, like throw this thing out into the ether a bit uh, for these guys. And I I bet that the Alchemist likes that. And I think that kind of opens up what he's doing uh, on here. But um, 
I agree. I think it's like the Alchemist. I, as of late, I feel like the Alchemist has become more of like a experimental name. I think just by nature of who he works with and stuff. But if you go back, like not even that far, like he always does beats that fit the artist he's producing for really well. Yeah. So like on the Action Bronson stuff, all of that sounds like super, you know, just fits the bill for who, who's rapping. Freddie, same kind of thing. Um, on Lulu, I felt like all those beats sounded like Conway beats. Yep. Got in his Griselda bag. Yeah. But I mean, most of those artists that I just named are, you know, definitely not as experimental and as trippy and weird as Billy Woods. Mm -hmm. um, and there's not a knock against them or anything. It's just they're completely different artists. So, like, to see Alchemist kind of like get in, in, in a really different bag for an artist mm -hmm. like Arm and Hammer. Um, I, yeah, I would think like that's pretty cathartic. I feel like that's always fun to like. He could do whatever he wants with a sample. Like he's that talented. Like he could flip a sample in ten different ways and it all sound great. Um, but like what he did on this, I think is definitely unlike just a, a step further than anything I've heard him do. Um, yeah, I, in I, this arena again, I, I think this really like tasks him to come up with something. Uh, just a little bit different. Again, I think with, um, you know, an Action Bronson or a Freddy, uh, I think the way that they rap, that gives you a big indicator of, uh, you know, what to give them. And I think with Billy Woods, yeah, there's that. But then also there's Elucid, who is different. And so giving them both something, uh, while they both are just different than you know they're they're definitely way more out there than a freddy or an, or an action is or even a conway or you know just whoever rock marcy or or whatever um that you know i think it kind of untapped him a little bit it wasn't like i couldn't hear rock marcy on a certain beat or i couldn't mm. hear freddy getting on a certain beat and being able to kill it but i did think that there's something about it that enhanced both of the guys here and I would say it serves the flow of the album really well to me, too. It's probably the other big thing that I noticed. Sometimes with Arm & Hammer albums, I get to these sections that I love, and then I get to these sections that I, I don't as much. And I, I felt a little less impact in that regard with this project in that, like, I thought it started off really hot from the beginning. And to me, it wasn't really until until we got to, like, the Kelly Chris song, Chicharrones, where we just went full, like, we're out there. And it was still <laughs> an interesting song, but it was, like, it, it's just, like, super slow. It's, like, really just ethereal and, and, and kind of weird. But <clears throat> I thought... Uh, as far as the flow of the early parts of the album, uh, it's really fun. It's there's a lot of really enjoyable instruments or sorry instrumentals, uh, and you know both Elucid and Billy uh, feel really sharp behind just having dropped shrines, coming back and doing this. I didn't expect them to come back this soon uh, with this, but. 
yeah, I recall reviewing Shrines and like not loving it again because there would be some beats that I thought were super, super fire. Like, you know, in the beginning, Bitter Cassava, love that song um, with Pink Sifu. And then, you know, there'd be another song here and there that I thought had an amazing beat. But I just feel like the Alchemist really raised the floor of the instrumentals uh, a lot. And so made more of the project more enjoyable to me. Still very weird. (laughs) Still Alchemist, like, again, getting into a very uh, weird bag. Um, But tons of quotables and and personally like i am coming to appreciate i always come to appreciate billy woods with like each new project because i'm still fairly new to his music and sometimes when i go back and listen to his projects i enjoy them or i get a little bit more out of them you know i learn a little bit more about him and it's cool but the more I hear him rap lately, the more I hear him rap about current things that are going on and stuff, um, the more it kind of it kind of works in my mind. Like, okay, yo, this guy is is crazy, like an all time talent. He, yeah, I mean, and Elucid like, is the same way too. Like, Elucid gets me in that way as well. Like, constantly growing on me. The both of them are really interesting rappers. Yeah, I feel like I mean, it's definitely. I was going to say people, but really, I mean, Kyle is like in my ear all the time about how great Billy Woods is. Yeah. And it's not that I don't believe, like, I don't get it. Jared, too. I haven't talked to Jared so much about it, but if Jared is saying something, if Jared's saying rapper's great, then like. I think he said top 10 rapper all the time, which Enth has said, too, before. Right. Enth. Enth is a little more hot takey than Jared, I feel like. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, but I take Jared seriously. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just like, um, I, you, every time that I listen to a project with Billy Woods, or if I hear a feature, um, the 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 Billy Woods feature on the Navy Blue project, the recent so one, so good, is like, I it made me pause and be like, yo, I got I gotta listen to Billy Woods more. But every time I become a little more familiar with him and kind of like understand his nuances and kind of like how he approaches a track i start to appreciate him a little more like he he really is like has just a presence on a song that i i'm not sure every rapper especially in this like genre of underground rap i'm not sure that everyone possesses the same quality of just like sheer like he just sounds like a force when he's rapping Mm -hmm. and like like it just like with such conviction and stuff and elucid is a different style of rapper but it's just as like technically technically skilled and you know i can appreciate i I think i'm i'm more used to appreciating a rapper like elucid Mm -hmm. than i am billy woods this whole like scene of underground rap is still like relatively new to me i mean we've been talking about this shit for like a couple years now but like if you think about it, like Billy Woods has been around since like early 2010s, maybe even before yeah, that, as like yeah. a prominent figure. I'm not like up to him. Like I'm not. Yeah, it's only know, been like the last couple of years for like me. That. Yeah, like, yeah. Elucid, that's a rapper that like I feel like I'm a little bit more like familiar with that with his style, and like mm. I, I've already been appreciating what he does. 
Billy Woods is like, he's just a force, man. Like, he is. He's like a force of consciousness. It's like the way that he just puts thoughts into rhymes. Like he can really just emphasize thoughts. And the both of them, they they do this thing. They deliver their ideas in a way that really leaves me thinking like, damn, what do they mean by that? But it, it's not <laughs> it's not so abstract that I never really find it out. It's just kind of like the first time they say something, it's kind of like maybe you just don't catch what they mean. Or it's just kind of right. like it kind of leaves it lingering for a moment. And then maybe if I think about it a little longer, if I hear it another time and I'm just in a different space of mind, I finally get it. And that I, and then that's like a little nugget of the album, you know, I just appreciate um and then they'll do that they'll be vague enough to where that you know you kind of you kind of have to hear things multiple times to really appreciate what's being said but then it, when you're like when you're really listening and stuff then they'll just say something like like lucid says at one point uh suck the dick and lick the balls if you a real bitch <laughs> you know it'll just be like a phrase like that it's like okay damn that's just like okay where'd that come from <laughs> you know it's like well, i know what he at. meant when he said that you know like <laughs> <laughs> um shit like that so th there's always a nice mix of like things that hit on the first listen because they're funny or they're just quaint the way that he, they, they say it or play with the words or whatever so there's lots of other things that are more vague kind of leave you needing to come back to the album and really be invested and interested in the album to really even care about it or be interested or, or get it, uh, which I think is great. I talk about that really often, you know, like just being rewarded for paying attention, being rewarded for listening multiple times, being rewarded for listening uh, and not just hearing the beats or just enjoying the flow and stuff like that. So, um in general, I think these guys accomplish that really well, like no matter, you know, the the like not just on this project, I guess is what I'm saying. I think that's their specialty in general mm -hmm. as album makers, but they make a lot of projects. They make a lot of good projects. I went back and I, I uh, listened to the Billy Woods Moore Mother Brass album after I heard her on for the first time just to go back and kind of like see what that last billy woods project was like because i remember i really liked it i dropped like an eight and a half on it i thought it was really great um heard it again yesterday it's still really fucking good dude uh mm -hmm. if yeah if someone hasn't heard that and they're interested in this haram album or they heard the haram album and they liked it and they didn't hear the billy woods more mother it's definitely a little bit more abstract uh artsy there's no alchemist beats so there's not that but uh, it is a really interesting and dynamic project. And More Mother is kind of the same. You know, she's got her own incredibly distinct way of rapping and putting thoughts out there, right. things that she says. But on that album still, uh, I hold on, I need a second to, to grab it real quick. But I also love... This is a real highlight. It always is. The Earl Sweatshirt feature. Oh, yeah. I love whatever, like, reggae sample that he pulled into this.
Yeah. Yeah, that 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 hits. That was one of those songs I was like I was um I don't know, I was cleaning the house or something, right? And I heard that come on like the first the first five seconds of that Earl verse <laughs> and I paused it because I was like, I'm not enjoying this enough. <laughs> right. I was like, I need to wait and be in a space to really, really appreciate this. But um, yeah, I was going to bring up the Brass album because it's really good. But two, um, Elucid is on there twice. Both of those songs are really good. Um, there's a Navy Blue like finisher track on there. That's amazing. Um, and yeah, it's like, it's crazy to think they dropped this right after he dropped Brass and they dropped Shrines last year and that was pretty good. And just the, the pace at which Billy puts out these incredibly enigmatic and mystifying albums that clearly have a lot of thought, a lot of writing going into them. Um, you know, the pace at which he's able to do that is kind of crazy. And the fact that he's been able to do it over the course of like a decade to this point uh, is even more the reason to be uh, excited about what he brings to the table as a rapper yeah. and, a, and, a, and a musician. Yeah, this track is... This is a major highlight. Um, the, the tracks are... They have such weird names and stuff that <laughs> I, I kind of... It's kind of hard for me to remember exactly what each one is, is sounding like. Um, but this was a highlight. I thought the opener was a highlight. I even liked, you know, and there's, again, it's the alchemist touch or, or the, the touch of the production in here that, that takes it an extra mile. You know, like there's one song that ends and you hear like flies flying around, you know, and, and, and shit like, like, ew. Right. <laughs> but like, that gives me like a third dimensional, like right. experience to the album that you know taking in the fucking album cover with dead pigs on it right it clearly looked like they're rotting to shit uh you know like that that just it's it's making its way in and out of the music uh in a way that that's that's pretty good indian summer i remember being good i put that on the playlist uh the opener sir benny miles i thought was really good falling out of the sky uh, is what we are listening to now with earl sweatshirt um and the closer too also really 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 good stone fruit uh and everything in between i, I don't really recall not liking many songs right. the kelly chris one did throw me off a little bit um you know they just they like to go dry and 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 odd kelly <laughs> and 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 um and and all of them really but the getting them all together alchemist kelly and elucid and billy like that's just you're just asking for, <laughs> for for weirdness so um yeah i would say you know i'm not really there enough to say th like whether or not this is like my favorite project of theirs um i love paraffin shrines is actually growing on me i didn't love it so much when we reviewed it it's growing on me um you know rome and race music are a little like Rome, Rome is 2017, so that's not too long ago. But those two seem a little bit like earlier on in the process to me, still figuring it out. Um, so this is one of the most exciting records that they've done. But I haven't. Uh, I, I probably won't know for a little bit if this is really like their best one yet. If it's one of their best yet, 
Uh, I think so. I think it's really good. But beyond that, man, I just need time with the record. I, uh, this is one of those records that I feel like I feel like I'm going to want to put it on at work and everyone's going to not vibe with it that hard. Yeah, you'll get like a couple songs sounding fire because like right. they got that fire alchemist beat and they're going in, you know, like I feel you. And then, but you couldn't let the whole thing rock because at some point, yeah, it's going to like, it's going to get down in the fucking gutter and and, <laughs> and people are going to be like, what the fuck is this? It's yeah. crazy. Yo, bro, what's what's going on, man? You all right? Yeah, you good? <laughs> you good, bro? You okay? What's up with you? You've been playing like serial killer music lately. so yeah um yeah really solid album really really solid album like i was excited about it leading up to it and i guess this is the best thing i could say about it at this time right i was excited about it i had expectations for it and i feel like every expectation or bit of excitement that i had for it right you feeling that way like it was pretty much made up on yeah and i really honestly think like uh I think this is one of those albums that might even get better, you know, for me. Mm. And if if it already met my expectations, then if it only gets better, it's only going to exceed my expectations. Exactly. So yeah, if it gets I think that's a here, great sign for an album. Yeah. When it comes out and immediately I'm like, oh, I, I am fulfilled by listening to this. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel that way too. So yeah, more time to see if it's really going to be um, – a really great project, great album, great, uh, something that sticks with me, you know? Right. That was the thing that didn't really happen for me in shrines. Like through the year, it didn't really, it didn't really stick with me for some reason. And now it's starting to kind of come back and I like it a little bit more, but this feels like I could get more enjoyment out of it sooner, uh, rather than later. So yeah, I'm there with you. Let's keep it moving, man. I got to actually, um, I can't stick around too long, actually. I got to go pick some. I got to go pick a little something, something up. Um, okay. Not for flipping purposes, actually. I actually handled my flipping shit before the podcast. That's uh, why you're up so early. Yeah. I got to go meet with uh, my old coach, Coach Leland. My my old coach, oh, Leland. Shit. And go pick up a ball player's uh, jumpsuit. I cop from him. So, yeah, wow. you know, that's that's my alma mater right there. Shout out, shout out Jazz. I was about to say, shout out Jazz. Shout out Jazz. He he's play he's playing in Italy at the moment. Damn. Yeah, yeah, he plays for a professional team in Italy. Um, so yeah. That's dope. That's dope. Okay, next we're moving into pretty quickly. We gotta move into Deacon. Serpent with feet. And cool that we're talking about this because me and you have been kinda hyping him up. Yeah. As of late. For absolutely good reason um i i remembered being really interested in him after listening to soil in 2018 which i think at this point 2018 was when i really started to get a better habit of picking up random things like this that were definitely very different very artsy I didn't really get it, but I was interested in, uh, like, knowing more, understanding more about, you know, really alternative spaces of R&B music or, um, you know, just just 
shit that I wasn't listening to. So I recall just like randomly picking this up. Who's Serpent with Feet? Interesting name. Okay, listen to these songs. And Soil is really like, like dark, spacey, and odd. Really just odd, you know? Like it has really, obviously has really interesting and beautiful vocals, which grab you. But the space that he houses them in is is definitely uh, not for the purpose of making catchier R&B songs like maybe what you're starting to hear more of on Deacon. So Ooh. Soil is an interesting listen. Uh, again, if you want something avant-garde, that's kind of the, 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 phrase, the yeah. term I'm, I'm thinking of. It's definitely more avant-garde. It's not for like every day, throw it on the Oxcore type shit. It's really for the sake of what can you do with the music? And so I like that about them, about him. And that kind of tells me that, um, you know, when he does something like this with Deacon and kind of opens up the sound a little bit, it's something that I feel is, is definitely, definitely artsy, but it, it, it's, it's more, I just think more people could gravitate to what's on mm-hmm. here. Definitely still not for everybody but it's beautiful you know i think if you i think if you are into blood orange say right that this could really speak to you soil definitely still like plays in that realm but this feels more like you know what a lot of people like from you know an album like negro swan or something like that uh so that's kind of my history with serpent with feet and then obviously hearing him do that song with Ty Dolla Sign really threw me for a loop based on just only having heard Soil. But, you know, now hearing what he's doing, um, it makes more sense. And I really appreciate the space that he appears to be in on this. So uh, 11 songs, 29 minutes, pretty short to the point. It feels a little bit more like an EP, I guess. Uh, but yeah, album cover. There's not really a lot to speak about on the album cover, but it's cute. It's nice. Like it. Yeah. Definitely makes me, you know, get ready for the, the, the warm, lovey, enamored uh, music that I'm going to hear on here. And the reason we were kind of hyping this album up was on the strength of its singles, Same Size Shoe, which we talked about pretty recently, and Fellowship, which we played at the beginning of the episode which is super, super fucking catchy and, and great. The rest of these songs, um, a lot of them seem to speak about a particular person, a particular experience with somebody. Uh, and not every single song seems to break down that way, but most of them do. There aren't really any features um, except for, is it now? Mm-hmm. Now she's a pretty established uh, and popular artist, but I have not listened to any of her music, so I'm gonna have to educate myself here soon. But that's the only real like duet that we hear, and you know the rest of it is pretty straight to the point, shorter song lengths, and you know just surfing with feet and his beautiful voice and his great falsettos. So. I got like two listens in on this. What about you, Sam? Uh, I think I got two. I was like, 
What was I doing? I was walking around taking pictures yesterday, a little like sunbreak, and it was very. That that was my first listen, and that was a very nice way to listen to it. Mm. Because it is very, like, ethereal and atmospheric. Yeah. But but it also has, like, structure. Like, I think the last album was a little bit more... um, It's got a little bit more popular music structure mixed in with... Yeah. With exactly what he was doing in the past. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, it was very good balance. Good way to listen to it. And then the second listen, I was giving it a more, like, thorough, like... Kind of pointing at pick, picking out pieces that I especially liked. There were I was gonna say especially liked and maybe didn't like, but I really don't have that many moments that I wasn't a fan of. Yeah, there was no there was no point of this where I felt like I was listening to a less interesting part yeah. of the album. Um, yeah, again, doing doing our reviews so early is, is sometimes kind of hard for me to remember exactly what specific songs sound like but mm-hmm. yeah just going off of that like there was no section of the album where i was like yeah i liked you know this part of things a lot more so it was that i mean there is this thing does have two very very strong singles in it so it might have that that thing about it where the singles maybe are the best or most memorable parts of it at least at this moment um just because i think same size shoe and fellowship are like that outstanding of songs um but it's not like the rest of the album let me down in a way um Mm -hmm. i enjoyed you know what i really thought was going to be one of my favorite moments on here was malik so we're actually listening to it now it comes up after same size shoe and i thought it was just a really interesting sound out the gate but it's a really it's like one of the shortest songs in only being a minute and 24 seconds so if it was a little bit longer that might be like my favorite song yeah but you know really all of it is pretty good heartstorm with now is really good wood boy and Derek's beard all really good um and again nothing really like lets the rest of the album down yeah i think one thing that i want to give a lot of credit for credit to serving with feet for is that i feel like with an album like this where it is kind of like i think a really good stylistic choice in this album was to not stay too long on one idea like sure all these songs i think the longest one is like three just over three and a half minutes i think it would have been very easy and that is the that's the that's the final track which is a single which is a really solid song yeah and same with same size shoe right full length song yeah it makes sense why those are singles but anyways go on i just think that it was smart not to like spend too much time kind of like expanding on one particular moment and to kind of like filter through i do think sometimes it is a little bit of a pitfall like what what you said about malik that it could have been longer and I probably would have enjoyed that. Yeah. But I think overall kind of keeping it to like sub three minute songs, even sub two minute songs on a lot of this makes it a lot easier to kind of like get through. Cause yeah. R and B albums for me, 
are some of the tough a lot of times some of the toughest listens that's purely crazy. because they just spend too much time hashing out one fit one track or like one ballad tracks. after another ballad after yeah another, I, I get what you mean so that's why i enjoy stuff like blood orange so much is because while the tracks are you know generally four minutes whatever there's so much going on this right. kind of takes a, a separate approach where i'm just gonna throw a lot of loose single ideas at you and they're gonna be short and i enjoy that i think that you know i don't know how long this is total it's only it's less than 30 minutes total like i think that's a great length for a modern r&b album like hey you know this one's fire too amir yeah yeah that like and that's a little bit more even more like it's got a straight up like yeah like hip-hop rhythm it's got like a hip-hop r&b rhythm which is you would not find anything like that on soil right with that like flamenco guitar Uh uh-huh yeah that's great you know it's it's almost like again just going back to 2018 right and hearing that project i wouldn't have really assumed that he could or even would be really interested in in doing songs that sound like this yeah uh but the fact that he does and that he's really kept still some of the the avant-garde nature that makes him him um and been able to still put out something like this um it's not a perfect project but it does really enlighten me to like him as a musician and what what he does what his potential is what he does to potentiate these these songs um and how whenever the next project comes along like he can probably shift and morph and do something again and if he wants to go more like again catchier or more um you know just applicable to wider ranges of people that he can still maintain that thing about him that that keeps him sounding unique keeps him sounding artistically more interesting than a lot of people uh, as a singer you know i think he has a, a interesting voice and and a good voice too um and so i i think it all comes together for a great short project i think you're right i think the the brevity of the project is a good thing and i think you're right if it's gonna be longer song lengths and more full out songs then it's got to be like a blood orange thing like i i I did that cupid deluxe review yesterday it's got to be like that where like every Mm. song is wrenching its fucking heart out one and two musically you can you can really you know put a lot of different things going in behind it so that whenever i'm listening to this like the length of it doesn't drag on there's always something to be listening to there's good singing there's good music playing and 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 whatnot so uh yeah any other thoughts about serpent with feet and deacon no i mean i think that this both these albums that we talked about today i feel like they have already impressed me a lot and i also have room for me to like to expand upon and be even more engaged with um and like i don't know i'm again i think 2021 has been kind of maybe i haven't been so in like I think it's gonna heat up the new releases yeah I think it'll get I think it's it can really only get better because I haven't been that super blown away by anything so far and we're quarter over a quarter of the year through so I'm kind of like 
waiting for something to happen. Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. um, but I will say, like, I think these two albums are kind of getting me more uh, ready, ready to like be excited again. Like, I do really like this pro, this pro, this Deacon project. I think it's, you know, I always expect one super impressive R&B album a year. Like, that's usually. I don't know if this is going to be it, but this is definitely like the the most excited I've been for something um, in that genre. Right. I was thinking the same thing that so far this year I haven't, you know, just this time for R&B music. It's, it's a little few and far between. You know, there's there's definitely plenty of R&B music coming out, um, but there's just so much of it that doesn't really speak to what I guess we're asking for. Like, right. I just listened to Chloe and chloe and bailey chloe and hallie chloe and yeah chloe and hallie it's just not that good this is not that good it's really not and and so like there are even new like exciting acts coming out that are like okay that's kind of a wash for me like they're just kind of in that space of other r&b music that of course is like nice it's okay but yeah, it's I really don't care. Um don't care. Uh, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I got to get the soundboard back. I, sometimes the soundboard just like like undownloads or something just or goes disappears. away. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's why I haven't been using it, but um but fuck what was I saying about um I was saying Chloe and Chloe and Hallie and then Oh, just like not being super Oh, I was going to say, I was going to say that, um, Jasmine Sullivan hotels was, was pretty cool. And that plays a lot more towards like the, the mainstream R and B space. And so I was happy that a a project like that piqued my interest because it, it it plays in the middle there, but it's still really good. Um, and that's how I felt about sir. I was like, cool. This is an R and B project that I show it to most people. They're going to fucking get it. And they, you know, they don't have to like a bunch of artsy shit to get it. Um, or Ari Lennox in that same year in 2019, Shea Butter Baby. You don't really got to, like, be all artsy-fartsy to fucking get it. I mean, you don't at all. It's mainstream-ass project. It's still really good. So I know that there are projects out there like that. But, you know, it's, like, a little few and far between. So I tried out the Chloe and Halle shit. I didn't think it was nothing to write home about. Uh, but the Jasmine Sullivan Ho- Hotels was cool, shorter. That's important. Shorter project. Cool features on it um good singing jasmine sullivan you know great great singer and then um you know like some other things that were cool but i haven't really paid a a ton of attention to them outside of maybe reviewing them arlo parks uh the celeste album like all really good all really good really interesting music Mm -hmm. but i just haven't really you know, I just haven't been grabbed by it so much. And I think this uh, Serpent with Feet project is something that grabs me more. Uh, it's something I feel like I could share to people. And maybe if they're not so into that kind of music, maybe they'll like this still. Maybe they'll kind of enjoy some things off of it. Um, but and I, I, I'm going to I'm going to skip our Neptune gallant review i've been slacking on doing the bonus episode so i'll try to do a bonus episode around this and something else but mean to check out that genesis owusu album too that everybody's been telling me about and i think that's mm-hmm. like kind of r&b or has some singing rapping in it so 
I haven't heard it yet, so I do not know really. I just heard the uh, the one remix single that dropped today with Mick Jenkins. So um, here's what we'll do: we'll skip Gallant Neptune. I got that coming up. I really, really enjoyed that project. I recommend it. I think it's good as fuck, and it's exactly what I was talking about. Where like this plays way more in the center of what you kind of just think about when I say the term R&B, uh, but. It's musically really great. The songs are great. Um, I'll get into it more in that in that bonus review, but that's something that's coming up. I definitely recommend it. It's it's also short. It's also eight songs. Less. It's actually shorter than the Deacon project somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, and each song is three minutes, three minutes and some change. So you do get some fuller songs. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, check it out. It's really, really good. And it's got a Brandy feature, too. Also, oh, wow. Also very good. So, um, yeah. Need another, uh, need another Dan Caesar project, man. I'm yeah, ready. I, uh, I'm ready. I've been listening to Freudian a while lately. Yeah, I still fuck with uh, Case Study 01. I, I still think yeah. it's a really, really good project, actually. Um, but here's what I want to talk about before we skate up out of here and I got to go pick up my sweatsuit. Uh, recently played, uh, obligatory of the week for sure. Let's talk about recently played and obligatory of the week. And before we do that, let's go to the new music Monday by Dev Dumbelino Spotify playlist. It's up on Apple. It's up on Spotify. It's updated. So if you want to hear the whole slate of what, Really, I was paying attention to this week. Not not everything that came out, because that's not really how I do this playlist anymore. I used to try to make it like, yo, this is everything. But nah, fuck that. The shit that we're talking about the playlist on on the podcast and just shit that I thought was good, interesting, I cared about over this week. I think this week's playlist is so good. I'm going to try to like promote it more than just, you know, I posted it yesterday. I'm going to try to post it later on in the week, because I think it's... It's got bangers on it. So uh, 21 songs. That's pretty short because we got three projects that I wanted to talk about. And I gave three songs to each of those three projects. So three Arm and Hammer songs, three Gallant songs, three Serpent with Feet songs. And the the single department wasn't like super, super crazy this week. Um, beyond those albums, the only other project that I was really, really honed in on checking out is uh, Dumb and Dumber, Key Glock, and Young Dolph. Yeah. Dumb and Dumber 2, excuse me. Key Glock, Young Dolph. Um, that definitely has bangers on it. Uh, a fun project. I love Key Glock. Uh, and him and Young Dolph, they have good chemistry. So that's cool. If you want like a trap project, I would say that's one of the, the interesting trap projects. Um I saw uh, that guy, uh, Slump Soldier, that we follow, was talking yeah. about the Slime Cedo project that came out, too. And I'm probably going to check that out off the strength of him suggesting it, but I haven't gotten to it yet. So that's probably on some weirder trap shit, but um, I didn't put that on the playlist, but it's something. Um, probably the most important thing to talk about on this playlist, I guess, to get your thoughts on Trent. Um, would be Buzz Cut, Brock Hampton, Danny Brown. Did you watch the video? Fine. Did you watch, I didn't the, watch video? the video? Oh, okay. 
The video had me thinking. I said this to some. I said this to my dad yesterday. The video had me thinking about like how did you come up with the video in words? I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like how did you describe how you wanted the video <laughs> to look based on just like what I'm seeing? I'm like, how did you? express this verbally with words how you want to make this sound because there's just so many effects going on their faces are like turning into monsters and shit but like in this really weird way so i just want to I'm, I'm interested in in the behind the scenes aspect to that but uh yeah watch the video it's definitely interesting but as far as the song i'll say this it took me two to three listens to grow on me the first listen i i thought yeah that was okay and second and third listen I, i'm actually thinking that's a, a pretty interesting single, solid song, solid performances. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it, but um, I mean, it didn't blow my mind or nothing, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at some of the video right now and I'm thinking this might be one of those things where they just filmed a bunch of shit and then they just hired somebody to just, or, I mean, I'm sure somebody in their crew has like, is doing all their video shit. Yeah. I'm sure they were just like, let me just they just so, throw shit yeah. in here. Like, they probably just said, go crazy. I feel like yeah. those were the words that were uttered to the video producer, to the video editor. Go go crazy. Just go crazy. Go stupid, go crazy. Ah. Ah. Yeah. So, solid song. I, I'm not mad at it at all. I like that. You know, I like I like their, like, iridescence uh, era and sound. I just didn't think the album was, like, their their best one but i thought it was definitely an interesting yeah. break of pace and it looks like you know this could kind of trend back in that direction and it was a little bit heavier and emotional so i, th I think like yeah it's, it's all kind of indicates good things for the project they really never did features like full-on features like it was a surprise on iridescence when we heard jaden smith but even then he wasn't like featuring jaden smith like right so you know this is interesting i wonder if they're gonna go i always wanted to hear them like work with other people and work with features and stuff so i wonder if we'll see another one or two or, or more uh features on the project i think that could be cool danny brown it's good like i i know i'm gonna get something nice from one of the 50 best mcs all time in my opinion uh so i was happy about that i didn't think it was like his craziest best but i thought you got a crazy, insane beat, and of course he's gonna find a way to just grapple it and make it work. Right. Um, another random song that I thought was really good that's on the playlist is called KKK. Um, but it's by it's by a dude named Bam Boy, Bon Boy, B A N B W O I, and it's got another person I've never Bam heard Boy. of called N G Y L. But the two people who are on this that I have heard of, Young Nudie and Take Keith. And Young Nudie goes in. And it's a really good beat. So that's in this playlist. Um, if you want something a little bit funkier, dancier, I just brought up Genesis Owusu. Uh, need to listen to that album. But I heard this single, Don't Need You, the remix with, Men with Mick Jenkins. And uh, that's pretty fun. I enjoyed the hook on it and stuff. Uh, the flow of our playlist this week is really good. 
We start off with some Arm & Hammer, you know, weirder, out there, underground. Then we go a little more surface level, but still weird and out there in Brockhampton. Uh, but hard. So then we move into the harder, trap, key glock, young Dolph stuff. Then we move into that band boy stuff. A uh, little break of pace. Gets smoother with Gallant. Okay. Then we get into this Genesis Owusu shit that's pretty fire. Funky. Miguel right after that. Funky. Uh, Shelly. FKA Dram. Um, looking forward to his project, which is coming up. Like in a couple weeks, we're probably going to review that. I don't really remember the single so much, but I remember the single being good. And it follows up nicely with this Miguel shit. But, you know, he's kind of artsy in his own way. Then we get into Serpent with Feet. Artsy R&B shit. Then we got Princess Nokia. She got a single out called It's Not My Fault. I heard it once. It's all right. Uh, Lil Nas X right after that. Montero. Controversial video. Uh, he, was, he was letting it all out. Sarah really liked it. <laughs> I didn't see the video. I just saw the photo shoot, like, Instagram pictures he was posting afterwards. I saw, like, a short clip from the video. I'm like, there's Lil X doing his thing. Anybody <laughs> who's got Lil Nas X living rent-free in their mind, chill. Chill. I, I mean this, like, you got him living rent-free in your mind in, like, a, a bad way. Like, you bashing right. him and shit. Chill, just relax. Why? Focus on somebody yeah, else. Think about anybody else in the world. Why are you thinking about Lil Nas X? Right. Creepy. He, he, he's just minding his own business all the time. He is very literally minding his own business. Life, you like, you are minding his business, clearly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then another real break of pace here. That new Bia Badubi uh, single is really good. Did I say it right? Bia Badubi? I have no idea. I always wonder. <laughs> but, I, you, I mean, you put me on to them. So, um the single that they just dropped last day on earth very good very very good uh and then transitioning finally now that we're into the rock music on the playlist uh the two new black midi songs are also really good and interesting too um so yeah really enjoyed the playlist this week i recommend you listen to it once twice it's just an hour long uh definitely get your fill on that we need to keep going and eventually wrap things up because i gotta get up out of here but let's do some recently played. Um, my recently played for the week is uh, Michael Jackson, Off the Wall. Oh, yeah. It's kind of something I've been on this week. And you know why, I'm, you, you know why I, I've been listening to Off the Wall? Can you guess? I've been comparing it to another album. Off the, no off the strength of uh, one of our favorite rappers, Chance the Rapper. Remember when he said, he said in an interview like months ago, he said this for no reason. He said this like in a Hot 9-7 interview or something, that the new Justin, uh, oh the, new Justin <laughs> the new Justin Bieber album sounds like Off the Wall by Michael Jackson. Those were his words. I think wow. he used the words sounds like. I mean, God, so I, I, I went back I and I did my I, I didn't want to just roast him for no reason. I went back because I hadn't listened to it in maybe a year. And I was like. OK, let me let me let me see that because I had listened to I had listened to Justice and I got done. And then I was like, let me turn on off the wall. See how similar these albums are. Spoiler alert. They sound nothing alike. 
They don't talk about similar topics. They don't sing the same. The music sounds nothing alike. I had never heard one disco track on Justin Bieber's album. And Off the Wall is like mostly disco y. Like, it's not like rock star, um, pop star, Michael Jackson, thriller, beat it. It's, it's like, you know, uh, fucking don't stop till you get enough. Um, <coughs> shit like that. Um, I really like this album and I kind of forget to listen to it sometimes. Um, I don't really find myself listening to Thriller or Beat It very often. I guess I don't really find myself listening to Michael Jackson like super, super often. Um, here's another side note too. Just a random thought that comes to my mind. Michael Jackson is great. Off the Wall and, uh, and the rest of his albums are great. I don't know why, like, sometimes when people compare him and Prince, like, they think, like, Prince is, like, the most amazing end-all, be-all, incredible, like, iconic artist, and then they, like, shit on Michael Jackson in favor of Prince, and I'm like, come on, fam. Now, I agree. I like Prince more than Michael Jackson by a fair margin, but Michael Jackson music is fucking incredible. And it's so, like, more easily and directly responsible for so much of the music that you hear in the modern day, I feel like, because it's, it's I feel like Prince music is a little harder to duplicate. Uh, yeah. That, you know, I just, I don't really, I don't really get it. But Rock With You is on here. Um, There are a lot of really good songs on here. But, yeah, I didn't hear those, uh, I didn't hear those disco tunes. I didn't hear those, um, you know, I didn't hear... Th- I didn't hear nothing. I didn't hear nothing like <laughs> what I heard on Off the Wall on Justin's new album, Justice, which I'll talk about in that bonus episode, too. We'll bring that up because we, we didn't talk about it on the podcast. But my recently played this week has been Off the Wall, at least for music. Uh, if I had to pick a non-music thing for recently played, I just got to throw this out there because I'm real happy about it. I've been watching Teen Titans again. Nice. Fuck, dude. I've been just on talking a, about Teen Titans. I, dude, I have been on a quest to watch Teen Titans forever. I finally have HBO Max. It's on there. It's really easy for me to watch it. And now I can just start from the beginning and watch it. I used to fucking... I used to love that shit. I used to love watching that shit on TV. That shit came out in 2003. It was on until like 2006. Um, so what? I was fucking 7 to 10. And those were... I very fondly remember that show. And like, I don't remember a lot of shit from what I used to watch in the past. I remember the shit out of that show. So it's been nice to sort of reconnect with my childhood and watching some Teen Titans. Uh, I hate Teen Titans Go. So it's really nice to just like have Teen Titans back in my life. (laughs) And yeah, I mean, it's not really a low key thing that no one's ever heard of, but I definitely just want to throw it out there. I've been watching Teen Titans. All right. I mean, I'm trying to think of what I've been on lately. Yeah, what you been on, bro? I've been off the wall. I guess, like, something I've been kind of revisiting, rediscovering how much I enjoy it is early MGMT. Um, like I'm first talking album like or second Oracular album? Spectacular is good. That has all the hits. Everyone knows, you know, Time to Pretend, Electric Feel, all that shit. That album got a lot of play, and I 
really was what made them popular. Congratulations. But their follow-up to that, congratulations, congratulations yeah, yeah. is my favorite record of theirs and very polarizing. I didn't realize how many people actually hate that album. Like, I think it's... Yeah, people have shit to say about that album, but, like, I'm looking at it right now. That album has been streamed a lot. Like, people fuck yeah. with that album, too. People love MGMT. That album, one, awesome album cover. I've always loved that album cover. I think it's super crazy, trippy, whatever. And then the... I mean, there's so many. The, the the thing I love about that album is that it feels like they did a m- multitude of different, tried different things on it, different sounds. There's like some, you know, beach punk kind of shit. There's some more jazzy stuff, more like ethereal, weird stuff. They have that one song called, I think it's called I Found a Whistle that is... Oh my god! Just yep. like so spectacularly done, sounds like you know mid sixties uh, LSD rock. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like all the hippie shit. Followed but, by the then, random twelve minute bomb, Siberian breaks. Just goes crazy. So I was I was listening to that at work because um, I have a coworker Crosley. Shout out Crosley, my well, such a good coworker. Crosley, and she, yeah, and she was uh, talking about how much she loves the the album Little Dark Age that came out in 2018. That's great also album. a good album. Love that album. Um, personally. Great album cover too. But um, we kind of like just went back and forth, just like putting on MGMT songs and realized how much I love this album. Um, man, other than that, uh, what have I been listening to? I've been I've been buying records again, buying too many records and bringing them to work. So, oh, y'all got a record uh, player at work? Yeah, which is tight because I can like watch March Madness on my phone and play record. That's sweet. <laughs> While I'm working, analog oh. baby, still doing us a service. Exactly. I think. What I played, oh, I played Your Dead at work the other day. Everyone got a kick out of that because that's that's just like, and by everyone got a kick out of it, I mean everyone was like, what the fuck is going on? This is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to like know you're listening to Flying Lotus, Your Dead. Otherwise, that shit comes on. It's like, bro. Yeah, I like held up the record and was like, this is what we're listening to. This is what's going now. Do y'all know who Fly Lotus is? This shit's about to get weird. But it'll be cool at some point. It'll be really cool at Very some point. Cool. You'll Very even cool. hear Kendrick Lamar at one point. You'll like that. But the rest of it's going to be You'll pretty weird. You'll even hear Snoop Dogg. You'll hear Snoop. Point. You'll love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that album is yeah. great. I, I don't revisit it as much as I do Cosmogramma, but not because I like Cosmogramma more than You're Dead. I, I really like them both. I just haven't gone back to that in a while, so I, I will soon. I'm taking your two as mgmt congratulations and you're dead flying lotus uh maybe uh, very weird i'm in a very weird state of mind lately as you can tell by that yeah. combo I, i'm gonna go with uh off the wall and if i don't put up teen titans maybe i'll pick another album and just do something else but um cool we're good on recently played uh great picks um i gotta upload our recently played from last week's episode to instagram i'm a little behind on instagram posts but i got y'all uh obligatory of the week real quick um coming out today when we're recording this so y'all won't this will be out by the time you hear it let's make sure we cover our outcast discography rankings really quick mine are stankonia equimini 
speaker box the love below that i was probably the person to put this the highest out of anybody um i love this album another album i listened to quite a bit when i was in japan randomly um southern playlistic cadillac music and i would also be kind of an outlier for this at aliens was my fifth best for them just goes to show how amazing they are i think all five of those albums are incredible like really really amazing albums at aliens it's the one i care about the least it's the one i come back to the least it has great songs on it if i don't recall that has jazzy bell on it it has me and you elevators on it i mean obviously some super uber classic uh uh tracks there but um yeah it's just not really one of my favorites it's not one of the ones i focus on and then i in concert with everybody else who made a list for obligatory so that idle wild was their worst album and it's not even a terrible album it's just not it's just not the outcast we know and love i guess in a lot of ways so um that's my ranking trent go ahead with yours uh i think or i can just read what you sent me because you sent it to me well just let me know if i get it wrong i had aquamani at one that's by far my favorite outcast record they're i'm like i like you i think they're all great but that one is like i think that might be I, my top I, three I'm, four records ever i'm incredibly passionate about stank onya being I know the best are. album but equimini is is really not that far behind it it is it is incredible it is an amazing actually, amazing amazing album i actually used to not love so okay equimini first atl is second for me and then I have Stankonia, and I actually used to not love Stankonia. It wasn't until you wrote the <laughs> debate post on Stankonia that I realized how right one right you were, and two, uh, great album. So that is yeah. now number three for me. I wrote a review for that for whenever the Blake yeah for stuff happens, but um, and then I think I had Southern Playalistic, which I. You Southern Playalistic has super, super good jams on it. Yeah, and they're fucking rapping on this shit. Like, yeah. Thi- this well, I is, love I mean, the skunk from the. I can't even. Never mind. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> I love Hootie Who. That's like probably rappers. one of my favorite Outcast songs ever is Hootie Who. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They're great rappers, obviously. I think this was, you know, they're still making a name for themselves they were actually just fucking rapping on this thing because every bar is like amazing so and then i have speaker box which hurt like i literally it hurt me to put it that low i like you think that those five are all amazing albums um speaker box i think maybe i just like it maybe the least because it's you know what? I, I always had this thing no. that I thought that I didn't really like the speaker box half of it. Like, I thought I was always really interested in the love below and she lives in my lap and and pink and blue and fucking. Uh, I mean, uh, the whole Andre side of it is really, really good. And prototype and prototype. prototype, prototype. Like prototype. That's amazing. what I was trying to. Yeah. Prototype. And um, at the, the last song that's on there, too, is like the. What is it? It's like the story of Andre Benjamin or whatever. It's yeah, a life in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that that I love that too. I for some reason I always had this thing like I thought that I didn't really like the speaker box half of it, and I love the speaker box half of it too. Um, I love the Jay Z feature that's on there, the flip flop rock shit. I think that's a really solid 
whole consistent thing. So I think it's cool. I think it was a cool idea for them to when they were really having crea- starting to have creative differences to just make two of their own albums. Yeah. You know, people always ask about like people always say, oh, they wish that they had, you know, Andre made like a solo album. But that, you know, it's kind of his solo album. It's kind of what it Big is. Big Boy's not really on it except for Hey Ya. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, those those five, I, they're all legendary. I think I just have Southern Playlistic just slightly higher than Speaker Box a little below because I just think that the uh, the lore behind that album with the I think it was the BET Awards. I don't remember what award show it was with the yeah. Was that, I say. think it was uh, it was like Source Awards or Vibe Awards, Awards or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I think that's what it was. So that, you know, all that lore behind it and just how much it just launched them into like superstardom. I think that's amazing. And then this obviously has all the hits like Speaker Box and Love Below, especially Love Below has just all the stuff that I think when I was a Happy kid kind of understanding. Day, Dracula's Wedding, like all, right. a bunch of weird shit. But like, I, yeah, I think it goes there in a really cool way. Yeah. And then, yeah, obviously Idlewild. Number six for me. I, I just think it's, it's the least notable. Yeah, it's I, like the forgotten like stepchild of Outcast right. albums. Like it always just gets put to the side. I think for a f- good reason. I think the rest of their albums are so good that it's just like there's a noticeable shift there, and that's why they fucking hung it up and they haven't made another album for the past fifteen years because you know it's like the albums starting to show that they weren't really like. seeing eye to eye and making the best like music and in tandem with one another so um, i will say one thing i do love about idlewild is that the greatest show on earth track with macy gray i do love macy gray hey there's her um, voice involved in that yeah don't get it fucked up bro because um that's got the mighty o on it too oh really yeah, no, there's great songs on here. There's great. Morris Brown is great. Mighty Idy Idy Morris Brown with uh, Sleepy Brown. Also very fun. Oh, man. And talk about one of the best fucking Outcast songs and my favorite Lil Wayne verse ever, maybe, or one of uh, oh, wow. Hollywood Divorce. Great track. Janelle Monet is on here a couple times. Like, yeah. And you're right. The Macy Gray feature and all that shit is very cool. It's just a long album and it's an album that's a soundtrack. So it's, you know. It's, yeah. And I feel like Speaker Box Love Below kind of seemed like it should have been the finale of Outcast. Mm. Not that I wanted it to be. Like, I wish they could have kept going forever. That would be amazing. But just like because of, you know, the, the disconnect between them by that point, it kind of seems like a double album by them should be the last album in their discography. But then Idlewild's just kind of like, hey, what about me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Obviously, ha- that movie is is that movie's all right too. The movie's uh, interesting. You used to play on BET all the time. It's like the only time I remember really watching it. Um, <laughs> okay, so the rest of the obligatory of the week. Hey, if you're listening to this and you don't know what obligatory is, uh, you probably do because you listen to this podcast pretty often. But if you want to sort of join the revolution with us, right and rate albums as we come up with them and and contribute to a community score of voting for albums one out of ten voting for their top tracks we have great google forms you can go and like really interact with albums and then speak with them on a larger 
uh, community based on on album to album base as we kind of like move from one thing to the other. That's what Bligatory does. So this week in Bligatory, talked about some pretty good albums to be honest. Um, mixed matches in memory. I did a mixed matches interview recently for Bligatory. It's doing pretty well. It's our most watched video to date. Um, there are a lot of really really big mixed matches fans out there for. You know, for him is, I guess, a kind of a smaller fan base, but Shout really out dedicated. Alan, former uh, Alan, guest on the pod, the man. Um. So yeah, in memory uh, is his new project, and in the interview, he was telling me like that he really switched things up on this project. I personally haven't been a huge fan of him in his previous projects. I've actually had some kind of negative things to say about his previous projects, but this album really flipped the script for me and his music uh definitely more interesting more dynamic um more influences and sounds coming in that really fit him well but also maintain what people seem to have already really enjoyed about him but made a a, a, a deeper musical project it got an 80.5 um 78 from us and 83 in the uh in the uh community score um shout out to him because he did share it too so uh, you know some of his fans probably went in and voted um and left some reviews too so we appreciate that so pretty good score for that the one really mid album we talked about this week lancy foe um i think you gave it a higher score than i did and you liked it i didn't really fuck with it at all it got a 64.7 wait wait did you did you like it or did you not vote for it i can't remember which one i liked it no i gave it like a seven point something okay yeah so that got like a 63 community or team score, 66 community score. Best song was What You Want. You know, it was it was cool, but it, it, it sounded a lot like a, a lesser whole lot of red to me. And I, I, didn't I was about to say, that's kind of what I like about it. I like that the uh, whole lot of red copycats are already kind of coming out. And I thought this one was cool because he's also British. So I thought like the accent helped. I thought it did too. I just thought there was nothing <laughs> like one thing that really like blew me away yeah. about any song but no, that's fair i don't i don't think it's a album anybody i wasn't excited to review it i was just like oh this is better than i thought yeah it was like that day i realized like bro we <laughs> we probably didn't need to review this like no yeah. you know we don't care nobody care yeah whatever but could put it in a trap it was still good though it was it was still good to listen to gorillas 20 year anniversary of the self-titled debut gorillas album was yesterday as in i'm recording this on saturday so friday but we reviewed it a couple days ahead of that. Got a couple uh, Gorillaz fan pages to post us. And so we got some Gorilla fans to come in and vote and follow us, which was cool. We got an 81.3. I think that's a completely respectable, really, really astute score. I think that's right on the nose there. I think it's like really showed what was to come to be for Grizzilla, or, sorry, Gorillaz <laughs> in their greatest moments. Um, it's just not all boiled down into... Uh, into one thing i thought it was just a little bit more random uh top voted song was clint eastwood of course uh team gave it an 80.2 community gave it an 82.3 cool we were on the same page there here's where we were not on the same page big album slint spiderland i never heard it so i'm trying it out for the first time i always hear people talk about it didn't know it was like this six song album with like uh you know longer five six seven eight minute tracks interesting definitely really um like vivid emotionally i guess in a way and um interesting rock project and and really i guess goes on to shape rock music 
um, moving forward from the 90s and still to today uh, with its technique. So I thought that was all cool to hear y'all talk about it and really appreciate it. Because we got some people in Obligatory that like love, love, love that album. Top 10 all time ever, all genre, whatever. Um, and But interestingly enough, it got an 87.7 with us, the team, giving it a 93 and the community giving it an 82.4. So, like, more than a 10% split there in terms of that score. I, and I knew people were going to be surprised that it was below a 90, and it was. And, um, yeah, we had some salty fans in the comments. But uh, Good Morning Captain was the top song, and that is our obligatory of the week. So that's going to be the podcast for today. I didn't even bring up that it's Season 5, Episode 29, which means it's Episode 80. We in the wow. 80s, bro. We in the 80s, bro. That's Next week, news. I'm bringing us in with some sort of 80s song, okay? How about that? All right. All right, my dude. I'm excited for that. All right, my dude. Maybe I'll bring in a song from 81, and then the next, I'll 82, you know? <laughs> All right, bro. Um, That's going to be it for us. I have been your man, Chicken Nugget Man. Please say the Nugget Man one more time. Um, And, yeah, we'll be back next week as we uh, there is some good music coming so i think we got yeah. more good album reviews coming i'm gonna try to get that that bonus episode up and uh yeah trent happy saturday uh enjoy your weekend i'll holla at you about to go pick up this sweatsuit and uh, i'll send a fit pic later all right all right all right bro. fresh bro all right salute see you later all right peace <laughs>